Hello, my name is Chris Pollock, and I want to welcome you to This Week in the Way of Jesus. As we move through this Easter season into this fifth week, we invite you into the same practice that we have been inviting you into since Resurrection Sunday, and that is listening to and singing an ancient song. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou? Hear the word of the Lord from Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 5a. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus, on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. He left his father's throne above so free, so Charles Wesley wrote the song, And Can It Be, just a few days after his extraordinary conversion experience. Charles, along with his brother John, were ardent believers, wholly committed to their puritanical, disciplined, religious convictions. Both brilliant, they studied the scriptures daily and met with others to discuss spirituality and theology. But both were incredible failures when it came to ministry. Because honestly, both missed the mark when it came to what living the way of Jesus was all about. They knew religion in their head, but they lacked a heart experience. I think this paralleled the life and the work of Saul of Tarsus. His religious, zealous, pharisaical commitments resulted in hardened opinions and even the death of innocent people. But like Saul, Charles Wesley, and also his brother John, discovered something. And that was this. God was not to be defined, figured out, pinned down, or defended. God was to be experienced, felt, known. And then with words and with actions, described. That is why, with poetic language, with rhythm and prose and incredible storytelling, Wesley uses a song to express not what is of the mind, but what is of the heart, 
we don't like poetry very much anymore. To sit and read poetry at its pace is just too slow for most of us. But nearly 60% of the Bible is poetic. So God must think it's important. Eugene Peterson has really helped me to appreciate poetry when I'm not naturally inclined to do so. He's helped me to understand what it does and what it calls into us. He says poetry is like a walk through a redwood forest. You don't enter into the redwoods and talk about the process of photosynthesis. You don't ask, what does this all mean? You simply experience the redwoods. That's why he said, enter the poem like we entered the forest. Just be there. Throughout the scriptures, God is described in poetic ways. Why? Because our task is to describe the God we know, revealed in our experiences, in the stories of the scripture, in our tradition, and through our minds and imaginations. As Pastor Banning says, we describe God. We don't define God. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? On that road to Damascus, Paul had a heart experience. But it was more than that. It was a full-bodied experience, an experience that included all of his senses. This is the same thing going on in the heart of Charles Wesley during his religious experience, and the description of this experience could only come out of these poetic words. One of the only hymns that begins with a question immediately felt is the awe and wonder of Wesley's conversion. And can it be? that I, even I, should gain an interest in the Savior's blood. Died he for me who caused his pain, for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be? Thou, my God, shouldst die for me. Long my imprisoned spirit lay Fast bound in sin and nature's night, thy night diffused a quickening ray. I woke the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off. My Like God can only be spoken of in rhyme and in rhythm with melodies and harmonies supporting it. That is what makes Shakespeare so incredibly romantic. That is why a song played can take us back to a high school dance or a first love or a camp crush. That is why the Bible is filled with poems and songs for worship. That is why we sing. The season of Easter is a season of hope. But it is hope rooted in love. 
Love is what knocked Saul off his horse and transformed his life. Love is what came through the pen of Charles Wesley onto the paper after his experience with God. Love is what raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Love is why we can say, He is risen. He is risen indeed. It's with this reminder that we invite you to participate in the weekly practice, listening to and singing an ancient song. And the song that we've invited you to listen to and sing is the one that you've heard throughout this podcast, And Can It Be, by Charles Wesley. Walter Brueggemann has taken notice, as perhaps you have, that people don't really sing anymore. They don't sing anywhere, let alone church anymore. The reasons may vary. Perhaps music has become too specialized, or it's now left only to the professionals. Perhaps music is now only a commodity that can be owned. Perhaps it just might not be the style people prefer. But Brueggemann suggests that it may be more than that. Perhaps it is because singing is a full-bodied experience. It is voice and breath and heart and brain. It takes every part of the body. The nervous system raises the hair on the arms. The circulatory system gets the heart pumping. The skeletal system holds up the body so it doesn't collapse into a gelatinous mess. The muscular system coordinates the diaphragm with the eyes tracking on the music of the page. The respiratory system gets the air moving through the lungs and through the voice box. And even the reproductive system, which includes hormones moving, these are all intertwined and involved when we sing. The body literally changes when we sing. And add others to that singing, and you can count on the fact that when we sing about a spiritual experience, when we sing about love, it's then that we change. So that means that if we change when we sing, then we cannot do business the same on Monday because of what we have done on Sunday. That's why, Brueggemann says, people may not sing. They don't want to change. But both Saul and Wesley wouldn't have changed their change experience for anything. As you listen to and sing this song this week, maybe you want to just sit in a quiet spot in your favorite chair with a journal on your lap. But whatever you do, take time this week, listen to the song, and consider these questions. When have you had an experience of mystery that was engulfed in love? When has somebody treated you with such love that you were knocked off your horse? When has love captured you in a song, or in a poem, or in a person, bringing fresh memories to your mind and goosebumps to your skin? When was there a time when you just gave yourself over to a song, cut loose, and let it change you? That thou, my God, shouldst die prayer for you is that you would have a wondrous, transforming, spiritual experience with the divine. So, may the one who created you be the one who, through songs like these and those who wrote them, create a change in you so that you can be everything 
God intended you to. Thank you for joining us this week as we learn to live the way of Jesus. I pray, I hope, the grace and peace you need in this season might be yours today. Amen. Amen.